Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and here in the UK at least, maybe enjoying some nicer weather. Uh, it's a bit up and down, isn't it? Like always in spring, one day we are really nice sunny warm weather and the next day it is freezing and raining and doing all sorts. So hopefully um, wherever you are in the world, you are enjoying some nice weather. I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who's been listening. I mean, you know, I say it all the time and I really am extremely grateful for everybody that listens to the podcast and also for everybody that contacts me. I get so many messages every day, like on email and on on my um, Instagram as well, of people just wanting to share their story and to, you know, tell me that they are enjoying the podcast or to share their birth story with me. And it's really lovely to read them all. And I always um, try to respond to everybody as well. So if you ever want to get in touch with me, then um, you can do so, as I said, via email or um, through my Instagram as well. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a chattier... I don't know, just like a less, not that my podcasts are very formal anyway, but I suppose maybe a little bit less formal than normal. I'm going to be talking about the kind of negativity that we have in us around birth, why that is, and how the relaxations that you learn in a hypnobirthing class can really help to reframe those negativities and just help to kind of combat them, I suppose. So the majority of us, I would say, hold in us some kind of fear around birth whether it's really small and we don't really know it or whether it is a real you know all-encompassing fear that we have around birth which does happen and this is because we have grown up from you know from the time that we really started to understand about birth and labor we've kind of grown up just having all of these negative images shoved in our faces around what birth is and they aren't always overtly negative so an example would be you know if you watch um the series friends they have several births in that that they show and they're always kind of the same sort of thing you know the woman lying on the bed on her back screaming um writhing around in agony shouting horrible things at her birth partner and the birth partner kind of just looking like a bit of an idiot really not knowing what's going on not knowing how to help And so although it's not, you know, hugely, hugely negative in that, you know, nothing bad happens during these births, but it is creating this kind of negative image about what birth is. And we grow up from such a young age having these images shown at us all the time. You know, whenever you see a birth on television in a a TV series or in a movie, it's always the same. It's always depicted that exact same way. And so we kind of surrounded with all of these images from when we're little. And we just kind of go around thinking that that's what birth looks like. That's exactly what I did anyway. Alongside that, we also get told horrible birth stories. You know, maybe it's by our mother as we're growing up. And again, not overtly negative, but perhaps just the odd kind of comment about how awful birth is. And, you know, it's something that you have to get through to hold your baby and all of this. And we then, as we get older and our friends and people we know start to have children, we then get told their negative birth stories, which... To be honest, when you're not pregnant, when you're not even kind of thinking about having children, you know, they're quite fun to listen to. I always quite liked listening to negative birth stories, 
because it is a bit of a morbid fascination. You want to know these things and you want to sort of sit there and be like, oh, how awful. So we listen to them and we comment on them and then we forget about them or so we think you know we go about a day they don't mean much to us someone's had a horrible birth experience oh that's horrible for them but we kind of don't think too much about them because why would we we're not pregnant we're not planning on having a baby anytime soon it doesn't mean that much but the issue is is that our subconscious so our subconscious mind is is huge it's kind of the big massive part of our mind that we can't see we can't understand it we can't control it But it's where all of our emotions and our beliefs are stored. So what's happened is throughout our entire life, basically, all of these messages we've been receiving from people and from television programs and from movies and also from documentaries that show birth, which, by the way, is another subject, but they show birth to be very negative. All of these things have been coming at us and they just get stored in our subconscious as kind of our beliefs because if we hear enough about birth being negative and to give birth you have to lay on your back and it's going to be really really painful you hear about it enough that it it gets it forms your belief system so that although we're not aware of it we start to believe that that is what birth is and when we do get pregnant and when it is time to start thinking about giving birth what happens is all of these beliefs that we have around birth they come to the surface because we actually, it's relevant for us now. We actually have to start thinking about it. And so although for many years it's not meant that much, it, it didn't mean anything. Now it does because, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm giving birth in, you know, nine months or six months. And my belief based on everything I've heard and everything I've seen around birth is that birth is bad, <laughs> is that birth is painful, birth is negative, my experience is going to be negative. And so it's completely understandable that the majority of us have this kind of fear around birth because that is what we have grown up thinking and believing to be birth. So this is kind of where hypnobirthing comes in. I mean, it's completely up to the individual. Some people don't believe in hypnobirthing and the fact that you guys are all here listening to this you know shows that you guys do which is fantastic and definitely a step in the right direction to achieving a positive birth but for many people they're quite skeptical of hypnobirthing and think well what's the point it's going to be painful I just need to get through it and they have a very kind of blinkered view on it and what happens then is that if you go into labour this fear that you have, no matter how small it is, it will surface in labour because you are in a situation that you haven't been in before and you are vulnerable and you are out of control, meaning you can't control what's happening. So these kind of fears surface. And when that happens, that means that the decisions that you're making throughout your labour and at the end of your pregnancy as well, They are being made based off of fear and not off of knowledge. So an example is if you're in labour and a midwife or caregiver offers to break your waters for you, they might just say, well, you know, it will speed your your labour up. So you might be like, oh, okay, that's great. Like, I want my labour to be quicker. So you're kind of basing that decision off of fear around your labor being really long and drawn out and you know it's it seems really appealing to have your waters broken to make your labor quicker but if you're making that decision based off of knowledge 
you would know to ask, well, you know, what are the benefits of having my la- my waters broken? Yes, one benefit might be that it speeds my labour up. But what are the risks involved in that? Because there are risks involved in everything. There's benefits and risks involved in every single decision we ever make. So there are some risks involved in having your, your waters broken. And one of those is that perhaps your baby still needs those waters. Perhaps it needs them to turn just to be at the at the position it needs to be in to be born. So if the waters are taken away prematurely from your baby, then it might just be harder for them to turn. It might be more painful for you. There's several other kind of risks involved in having your waters broken as well. But my point really is that it's just really important to ask questions and to make choices off of kind of information and knowledge rather than fear so for people that don't kind of believe in hypnobirthing and don't ask these questions and kind of do the work to eliminate this fear decisions will more than likely be made based off of that fear rather than off of knowledge and that kind of results in your labor being almost feeling like something it's happening to you that you don't have much control over it so as I've said, you know, we don't really have control over our birth. We can't control what our body's actually going to do. But what we can control is we can control our mind and the positivity that goes into it and the thoughts that go into it. And this in turn controls how our body behaves because our mind is so powerful. It controls everything our body does. And so if the thoughts going into your mind are positive, then your body is going to react in a positive way. It's like, you know, where your mind leads, your body follows, uh, mind-body connection. You know, if you Google any of these things, you know, the power of the mind, positive mental attitude, there's all of this that backs that up, that how important it is to think positively, not just in birth about life in general, but definitely for giving birth, it, it will help hugely. So hypnobirthing is definitely the first step to eliminating this fear and to kind of putting yourself on a positive track. And that is because with hypnobirthing, you learn all about what is happening to your body while you're in labor. So you learn the kind of psychology of birth, as in you learn how important your mind is. I've very, very briefly touched on mind-body connection, but in a hypnobirthing course, you learn about it in a lot more detail how powerful your mind is and how it can really control your body and how to put yourself in a situation where you can do that through using your mind so a hypnobirthing course will give you that kind of the psychology behind birth and and how important your mind is it also teaches you the physiology of birth so what is actually happening to our body when we're in labor and this is something that I'm sure I've talked about this in previous episodes but we think we know what our body's doing during labour and not to generalise but just speaking off of my own personal experience and other people that I've talked to and I've taught I think we think the majority of labour is getting our baby out you know and I definitely maybe this is just me being completely naive or or stupid I'm not sure but I definitely used to think that labour was your body like everything stretching and you know I I had these visions of like bones moving out of the way and stuff stretching and it being really really painful and this horrible experience but actually that isn't at all what's happening when we're in labor it's your cervix basically just moving out of the way your cervix is a huge very thick muscle that for nine months of your labor does a really great job of keeping your baby inside but when it comes to time for your baby to be born it needs to move and so the majority of your labor is your muscles that are on your uterus 
kind of contracting and working to move this cervix out of the way. And so actually the majority of labor is your body opening up and allowing space for your baby to be born. And I think once you really understand and you can really grasp the physiology of birth and what's actually happening, it makes birth much less scary. And, you know, I liken it to running a marathon or any other kind of physical activity that you're doing where you're using your muscles. If you were running a marathon and over and over again, you were telling yourself you couldn't do it, you were scared, this doesn't feel right, then your body's going to really, really struggle to run that marathon. If you're telling yourself, yes, I can do this, that this is brilliant, I'm feeling great, then your body's going to respond in a much more positive way. And I don't run marathons, but I do run uh, just, you know, a little bit, not loads, but, you know, not long distances. But I definitely notice a difference in my performance running if I am not feeling it that day and I'm feeling very negative and I keep telling myself in my mind, this is really hard, this is horrible, then my body responds that way. Whereas if I if I tell myself, yeah, this feels great, I run much better. So it's the same in labour. You're using muscles. It's your body kind of using those muscles the same way it does any other muscles in your body. And, you know, the reason it can be uncomfortable is because labour is a fairly drawn out process. And also you're not used to using those muscles. So that's why it can be uncomfortable. So you learn all of that, which just as a starting point, I think makes you feel a lot more comfortable about what's actually happening during your labour because you understand it a bit better. Um, I then, you know, we talk about all of the hormones involved. You know, there's a whole cocktail of hormones that goes into labour and we talk about those and how to really make the best of them during labour. So you get the massive benefit of learning how to assist your body the best way you can. And one of the main hormones that we need again I've talked about this before but it's oxytocin and it is the main hormone we need for labor and it starts our labor it helps our labor progress and it's a very shy hormone so we need privacy we need to feel safe we need to feel unobserved in order for that hormone to be produced and so that's why relaxations and kind of self-hypnosis is so important during labor because it allows you to relax and it doesn't just relax your body, it relaxes your mind and it kind of keeps your conscious part of your mind, so your thinking part of your mind, it kind of keeps it still so that your body can do what it needs to do. So as I said, you know, if you were running a, a marathon and you were telling yourself you couldn't do it over and over again, that is your conscious part of your mind telling you you can't do it. So if you kind of can find a way to keep that still during labor, it butts out and it just allows your body to do what it needs to do. So this is where the relaxations come in. We give clients, you know, people that do hypnobirthing courses, relaxations to listen to. And part of the practice involved in hypnobirthing is listening to those every single day if you can. It's like 10 minutes a day, listening to them as you go to sleep, basically teaching yourself to deeply relax. And so that when it comes to labor, you can put these relaxations on and you are very easily able to relax because you're so used to relaxing. And that's kind of where the relaxations come in as well. They're full of just loads of positivity. So as you're listening to them at night, all of this positivity around birth and these positive affirmations are going into your subconscious. And what they're doing is they're slowly changing your belief system from negative to positive and they're reframing these negatives to be positive. So as I said at the beginning, we've spent so many years hearing these negative birth stories. 
that we need to do a bit of work to undo them and we need to surround ourselves with as much positivity as possible in order to reframe them and kind of boot them out of the way and make space for positive thoughts about birth, you know, positive birth stories, positive birth videos and things like that. So that's a really important thing that these relaxation scripts do as well is that they they help to reframe those negatives. And as I said, they just allow you to deeply relax and that is where the kind of self-hypnosis comes in I know the word hypnosis and hypno really puts a lot of people off of hypnobirthing but really self-hypnosis just means being able to deeply relax it isn't you know swinging a, a watch in front of your face and being in a trance it's simply just allowing yourself to go into a really deeply relaxed state so that your body can do what it needs to do um, and your mind is kind of occupied elsewhere So those are like some of the really important elements that hypnobirthing teaches you in order to achieve a positive birth. But the other really important aspect of a hypnobirthing course is the kind of empowerment that you get from it and the confidence. You know, a really important thing that I try and teach everybody that I that I teach is that although you might be sat in a room with a midwife or an obstetrician and they are definitely experts in what they do, you are also an expert. You know, nobody knows your body or your baby more than you do. And so if you're sat in a room with them discussing your birth options, don't just accept what they're saying because you see them as experts because you are also an expert. And so speak up, you know, ask questions, ask you know, what does this mean? What happens if we say no? What is an alternative? Can you point me in the direction of some research that supports what you're saying? You know, ask these questions. I always also tell people to just be a bit annoying. I know that's maybe not great advice, but I feel like it's quite good advice. They're going to forget about you by, by next week, you know, that you are not going to imprint on their lives that much, as much as you think in the nicest way possible. They see lots and lots of people. But this is your experience. You will have this forever and you kind of get one chance at it. So be a bit annoying and ask questions and make sure you get what you want from your birth and be that kind of person that they're a bit like, oh, they keep asking me loads of questions. They're so annoying because, you know, nobody wants to be annoying. But if it helps you get what you want, then my advice is always to just do it because, as I said, it's your one experience. So it's worth fighting for it and making sure you get an outcome you want. I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast before, I most probably have, but one of the things I really kind of try and compare it to is if you were going to have something done to your nose, like a cosmetic thing done to your nose, you would most probably, and I imagine most people, would ask the surgeon a million questions about what they were going to do to their nose and what was it going to look like and what happens if this goes wrong? You know, what happens if this doesn't work? What else can we do? They would ask all of these questions and it would be completely understandable. Nobody would think anything bad of you for asking those questions because nobody wants to have something done to their face that looks horrible. And you want to be confident that your nose is going to still be your nose and it's not going to be on the middle of your forehead or anything like that. So it's completely understandable to ask this. But when it comes to birth, we don't have that same confidence we don't ask we just take what caregivers tell us and yes they know you know they have a lot of experience but why would it be the same for everybody you know it isn't one size fits all with birth one thing could be perfect for somebody but not perfect for you and so ask those questions kind of treat it like you're having done something done to your face and ask questions and make sure you're really finding out 
the full picture and kind of basing your decisions off of information and not fear. And so I always encourage people to do that, to ask. I think it's, you know, as I said, it's an experience you're going to have forever. So it is really important. So please ask questions and yeah, find out, find out your options and then you can make an informed choice based off of all of the information. I could, I think, talk about this subject forever. (laughs) I just, I just get a bit, not riled up, that's probably a bit extreme, but I just think it's so important to try to stress to people how much this negativity can affect us. And I think we don't always realise it is, but it is. And so, you know, if you are pregnant now, my tip for you would be to listen, carry on listening to uh, this podcast, but also there's some other great podcasts out there that are full of positivity. Carry on listening to podcasts have a look for positive birth videos. So if you go on YouTube, you can find some positive birth videos, which is brilliant. Read positive birth stories, listen to positive birth stories, just surround yourself with as much positivity as you can around birth. Read positive birth books, you know, follow positive birth people on social media so that every day you are seeing positive affirmations and positive statements around birth. And try to protect yourself from negative. So, you know, avoid the programs that you know show a negative birth. Don't watch TV documentaries like One Born Every Minute. If somebody is trying to tell you a negative birth story, just politely ask them to tell you once your baby's here. Just start to protect yourself a little bit from negativity. Because as much as we think we can handle it, it still goes into your subconscious. And all it does is it just reaffirms those beliefs that we have that birth is bad so try to just protect yourself and surround yourself with positivity rather than negativity and it will make a huge impact on how you view your birth and how you experience your birth as well thank you so much for listening to this episode i will be back in two weeks time with another one and i will speak to you soon